and welcome to Off Track. My name is Jonathan Abbott and today I'm talking to Brisker Formula 1 superstar Mick Sawyer. Mick, thank you ever so much for doing this today. Um, decent season so far? Uh, so this year it's been okay? It's been pretty good, yeah. I've been a bit quiet this year, we just took a bit of a back seat. Um, but we're getting back into it. We hope to have a full season next year with me and Charlie racing together, so yeah, good. Okay, so are the, are the tracks that we currently race at on the calendar, which one's your favourite and why? Um, I prefer Kings Lynn, uh, the shell track, because of um, how it's looked after and go really well around there, so that's what I enjoy. Um, not so much on the tarmac anymore, like more, more just the shell? Yeah, just shell, we ain't got shell cars, we just race the shell, yeah. Okay. Um, and if tracks we used to race up that are no longer with us, is there one that you'd like to bring back onto the calendar if you could? I did a commentary. Okay. It's for, literally for the, how the track was, uh, preparation was good and the atmosphere was there's nothing like it. No, no. I think as a spectator, I think that it, it was by far the best track to go and watch out and you know, walk through the pits. It was just always a bustle and a high effect too. Yeah. I don't think any other kind of track really does that, does it? No, unfortunately not, no. No, which is a shame. Um, so you've got some great cars. Uh, you've had great cars. Um, are there any stock cars out there racing now that you kind of really admire that you look at and go, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice stock car? Yeah, Ryan Harrison's Tarmac guy is the best best looking car in my eyes and when you look at the workmanship it's second to none, there's, there's nothing like on the track I don't think it, it performs well as well so it's, it's what catches my eye all the time when I see it. Ever tempted to bring Ryan and go, Ryan, should we do me a deal on the car? I'd love to but it's just, I've got to put Charlie first unfortunately so you know if, you know, if, it, if there's a chance of you know getting some money and getting him in the car then we will do it at the minute, it's just it'll be what we've got you know. Um, there's some brilliant drivers in Formula One stock cars, but is there any driver from another Formula you'd like to bring into Formula Ones to race against? If you could kind of say, you know, come on, race Formula One stock cars. It'd be nice to get um, Saloon Stock Car World Champion Diggy Smith into F1s. Yeah. I know he's he may be getting on the wrong side of forty, but he's, he's only the same age as me and yeah. you know some others that race are still good. So it'd be nice to get him in a full season to see how he performs because he's done real well in his saloons, so and yeah. it'd just be nice to see what happens there. It's quite a hard driver though, isn't he? Yeah, which I think that's what the stock yeah. cars need, so I think it'd be, it'd be good. Brilliant. And somebody else said that as well, uh, when we did this with somebody else, they said they'd like to use Smith. So clearly a, a popular choice. Yeah. Um, if you could bring back a driver from another era to race against, you know, somebody who's raced and now retired and, and raced again in 2020, who would you like that to be? Um, I think any of the Smiths really, Andrew, okay. Stuart or Stuart Senior. Okay. It'd be good to race with Stuart Senior to see exactly what he was like race fans on Stuart and how they race, you know, it was my sort of racing I liked it, so it'd be good to have them go out to, to come and do it again, you know. So would you say that's like the proper stock car drivers? Yeah, I'd say yeah. so, yeah. Um, and kind of on that kind of subject, who's the hardest driver you've raced against? Um, it had to be John Lund. Okay. Um, he's just, he never moves out of the way, yeah. and if you hit him hard, he'll hit you harder, and he never gives up, so you just got to treat him with respect. I know he's getting on, he's getting old, but he just, He's one of those people you just you try and get by gently and he'll rustle back past you so it's just very hard to pass. <laughs> so you don't want to hit him a berry because he misses a moan. Oh, okay. Because you know he's yeah, yeah. one fan. Um, but he's just he's the hardest driver I've raced with. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean he is a, a great a great driver and um, like I say he is yeah, it's, it's tough to get past. He yeah. is very yeah. Um I want to ask this question. I think this was this kind of question was made for you. Um, do you race to win or race to entertain? I race to win, why entertaining? Okay. If I know I can't win a race, and if I've been to a girl in the early part of the race, and I'll just go to entertain and put a show on. But I try and put a show on any race I go in, so it's really entertaining, I suppose. But 
if we can win as a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. When um, so on uh, on the internet, when you kind of read people's views on racing and talking about your racing at Sheffield and just kind of going, how close were you to that fence? And you're like sideways off. Are you not scared going doing that or something? You, you don't think about it. I think if you ask any other driver, like I mean, I see drivers sometimes when you see them on the telly racing, you think, oh, that was close, but. Yeah. Then you see yourself think, oh, that was even closer. <laughs> but you don't think that's wrong. It's just your natural thing to race, and you don't, you just don't have no fear when you're racing. You just, you get in your car and you just race, and what happens happens, and sometimes it hurts, sometimes it doesn't. You know. Everybody says they're scared of the fence at Sheffield. Are you not scared of the fence? No, because if anything, I think the fence at Sheffield is a bit more forgiving. It's more damaging, but it's yeah. more forgiving. If you get put in all Harlequins in, you'll get probably damaged with yourself, like yeah. over your shoulder, your leg, or your arm. If you go into Sheffield, you, you bounce off, so yeah. it's not so bad, but then everybody plows in. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't say it's not, it's not intimidating to me, no. Okay. Um, first memory of Formula 1 stock cars? <laughs> um, in retirement car, I think it was like 2011. Um, I think my first meet was at Birmingham, and the second meet was at Northampton. Racing at Northampton on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. I come up with Arlene Ferris, and for some reason he backed off a little bit early, or I thought he backed off early, and I hit him really hard from behind. And I remember just thinking, oh, that was a hard hit. And I, it was the first time I really hit a car hard because we first, yeah. first or second meeting in racing. And then come off the track and Derek Ferris was in the, in the car and he waved his fingers. Why did you hit Lee so hard for? I said, well, he's off so hard. I didn't know. He's, he was all finger pointing and just that's my biggest memory. And I was <laughs> first memory. It was just, it was funny, you know. Yeah, think about it. absolutely. Um, a bit of a difference from the two, like in terms of, I guess, how hard you can hit and how, and how it feels when you yeah. hit somebody as well. I mean, F2s, like they ease off literally, they go in the corner, they turn in the corner, then they ease off. F1s yeah. are like, you know, sort of 60 foot in the corner and they're hard on the brakes to stop, but I wasn't sort of used to it. And, yeah. you know, I think it was the first person I'd come across at Northampton that was Lee. And obviously, I went there, went sort of, you know, going to call normally, or figuring him in me F2. Yeah. He braked and I didn't, <laughs> it was a good hit, but like things. Did you go and apologise afterwards? No, <laughs> we just, I laughed off a leave, it was just Derek was just, we were wagging his finger, but that's Derek apparently, but it was, it was good. Um, do you have any pre-race rituals or superstitions? Do you, is in, no, I wouldn't, not really. In my shell car, I've got a little sticker at the bottom of the steering wheel. And I don't know why, but I try it real straight and I adjust the steering wheel so that sticker's at the bottom. That's the only thing I think of, but other than that, now we just take it as it comes. But that is a, it's definitely a, a kind I of... I suppose it is a thing, yeah. yeah. absolutely, it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, you know, do various things, but clearly it's a thing. Yeah. Um, you live quite away from some of the tracks, so how do you entertain yourselves on the long journeys to, to meetings? Uh, we normally have like five or six, you know, minimum really, in travelling in the truck when we go racing, and we play a game called the Audi game, okay. which is when you're driving along and you have to sort of guess the car, or when you see an Audi coming towards you, you have to show Audi, okay. quick. And that's the game we play, and you know, I mean, I'm the champion of that because no one can beat me, even though I'm driving. <laughs> I think Rebecca Smith has beat me once, you know, one of the times we've been, but other than that, it's, that's our. Have you not got an advantage though by driving? Are you not because you're well, constantly looking at the road? Is that unfair? But in a way, I, I'm like concentrating driving, yeah. and I think, in a way, like I'm, I've got a disadvantage because everybody yeah. else is like sitting at the front of the dash watching what's going on, but I seem to beat them all the time. I don't know why, but I know I've, I've had a few eye tests and I've got really good vision, so <laughs> I'll bring them to that. Um, if you were stranded on a desert island, which three current Formula 1 drivers would you like to be stranded with and why? Um, it'd be Frank Graham Jr, um, Dan Johnson and Tom Harris. Okay. Just to literally watch them bicker and argue amongst themselves while I just sit back and crack the coconuts <laughs> and sort the meals out for them, you know. Um, but no, I think if all, you know, if, now if all four got together and spoke, I think you'd have some right good 
you know, yeah. talks and well, what's gone in the past and just hopefully laugh about it. And, yeah. You know, I think most of us should laugh now, but you know, what happens on track stage, on track and off track, it's, it'd be different. I just think it'd be, a, be funny. Yeah. Maybe you could get um, some kind of cameras as well, just like a bit yeah, of a reality TV yeah. show for you guys, so you yeah. can see what happens. That'd be good, yeah, to literally put you in a, <laughs> put you in a, in a, in a sort of a disused hotel and just leave you young with it. Yeah. I love where we're going, maybe we could try and do that like, next year, <laughs> yeah. and, and I could be the presenter of that, you I don't know. Right? <laughs> you can get people watching. <laughs> um, do you ever go and do the big shop? Yeah, I go to Costco and I'll do a bit of Costco, but I'm never on my own. Okay. Wife's always been your one of my sons. Is that because you can't be trusted on your own, or is that? I, I've been <laughs> shopping a couple of times. When I used to live at home with my dad, and we, we used to go shopping. Like, um, mum would give us a list, so you go shopping. It'd be like the, the meat, the veg, and whatever else. We used to come over like cream cakes, donuts, milkshakes, and cans of drink and stuff like that. Just never, never get what you needed. So I'm probably not trusted to go and <laughs> do the big shop. Um, so. You've not gone and done the big shop, but somebody has for you, and you've got loads of food in, and you can have a dinner party. Um, three people, dead or alive, that you'd like to have at your dinner party? Um, it'd be someone from the, from the other sort of sports that we, we watch, like Formula One, NASCAR, and IndyCar. So it'd be Alex and Ardi, and okay. the Manny Lakes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hear some of his stories. Nigel Mansell, yeah. and I'd say someone like Jeff Gordon from NASCAR. It'd just be nice to, to sit there and talk to them about all the different stories that they'd have yeah. of their racing and me talk about the race that I do. Yeah. Just be a different sort of yeah, talk and I think you'd go on for a long time if they, if they had time to talk to you. It's a great dinner party. Yeah, like be like good. Um, completely um, off track, do you think aliens exist? No. No? No. 100%? Yeah. Okay. And um, <laughs> would you prefer to fight a lion or a shark? I prefer to fight a lion because I love animals and I can probably tame it. Okay. So, but sharks, um, I can't. I can swim, but I can't swim forty feet under water. Okay. And they just drag you down, and <laughs> all the other movie drowns. So, but a lion, I could probably just okay. stroke his teeth or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, apart from the lion taming, um, stock car racing is a very time-consuming sport. So, have you got time for any other hobbies? Um, I go to a lot of truck shows when we truck. I drive a truck yeah, all the yeah. time. Um, I try to advertise it a bit when I can um, on social media, but I just love looking after the truck and keep it nice and clean and going to shows and showing off. Um, I've done quite well, so it's like another another hobby, I suppose. Yeah. That's about everything I get time for. We play football every now and then, but I think we haven't played that three years now, so okay. getting to all play football now. So, uh, position in football, where did you play? Was it? It was it was more like a, a sort of kick about. It wasn't really like a position. Just yeah. it was just like like our kids play. Just when the ball goes, you just run after the ball and just <laughs> do it like that. But it was just like just nine on nine, just you know for an hour, just have a kick about basically. So you're sticking stock cars and trucks. Football, it's kind of yeah, too awful running about. It's football when the time's there, yeah. but at the minute I'm getting too old to run around now. Okay. Um, do you have a favourite TV show? Um, I like Gas Monkey on History Channel. Okay. And, um, Watch a bit of that and any of the, the car shows on there. That's about all. Okay. And are you um, a fan of household chores? Do you have a favourite? Can you do, do you do any? Um, uh, I cut the grass every now and then. But unfortunately, I, um, and I really appreciate what goes on in my house because I'm never never there. Yeah. You know, if I'm not out on the truck, if I get home at like nine, ten night time, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of time doing anything else, and obviously everything all shut up and closed. Yeah. So. I'll just literally come in and everything's done for me. Okay. Or like, you know, if it's a weekend and we're not racing, I'll cut the grass. Yeah. That's about all. 
which is good, which is, it's a very fair, you should talk to Russell Cooper about that, but maybe we get him to do it. I said to Russell, um, he, I, I saw you out some tyres um, in, the, in the close seat or in the last season, and I sort of said to him, can you be interested in some gardening? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to, but you're just a bit too far away. I said, well, because what do you need? It's just grass cutting and things like that, because I'm never there. You can cut the grass, surely, <laughs> well, and then, you know, but we haven't really spoken no more about it, but, you know, one of them things. Uh, get a deal done tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what annoying habit do you have? Well, I don't think I have any annoying habits because, no. you know, no one's told me annoying habit. Apparently I fart a lot, but I'm male, everybody. <laughs> all males fart, don't they? <laughs> apparently, apparently. Yeah. Um, what incredibly common thing have you never done? Probably cooked a meal um, for my family. You know, I'm, not, I'm not a cook. I think I've ever cooked about twice in my life, you know. So, Is it something you'd like to do? Maybe when you retire? Maybe it could be a thing? No? No, into cooking now. That's fair enough. Okay. Um, if a new volcano was formed and there was an online competition uh, to see what it would be called, what would you name it? I'm going to tell you, I did this with somebody else, I want to tell you who, and they called it the Mixorda Volcano. <laughs> so, so yes, it's another Formula driver has named Volcano after you. So, uh, but what would you call it? I don't really have a, a, an answer <laughs> for Just for a laugh, Mount Box Office. Because okay, yeah. it's a bit of a mouthful, but you know, you hear some of these volcanoes, what the names are, and you think, really? Yeah. I know it's a bit of a silly thing, but actually, no, that's I like that. Time. I like that. Yeah, you've cool. almost named it after yourself, though, so that's. Well, I couldn't think of anything else. No. No, I thought that's what the, you know, what the question was, the sort of thing. So I was just the only I'd come up with, really. Um, would you rather live in a cave or a treehouse? A treehouse. Okay. Um, just from looking at some of the the documentaries you see on the History Channel, they make these treehouses, and some of them are like we could probably live in them forever. Yeah. And I did say cave style, but I thought, I thought that would be a bit dark and at least with a treehouse you could have a bit of an open bit and, yeah. you know. I like that, yeah. I like that. Yeah, cave's going to be like dark, yeah, dark and cold, yeah. Yeah. Um, if magic was real, what spell would you learn first? Um, to make people disappear and not come back. Okay, that's a strong answer. That would be quite handy. Not so much for racing people, just from people you work with and just, you go someplace and speak to people and you just think, oh, you weren't yeah, yeah. You know, like health and safety stuff we have at work is yeah. just ridiculous. And there are some people that are racing, but we're not going down that road today. No, so. no, it's, this is all nice, like hearted yeah. family stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've so. already brought you guys, you, Dan, Tom, and Frankie, all together. There so you we, go. we've done that, haven't we? Yeah. Um, who makes you laugh? Um, a, a, a friend of mine from the former two days called Joe Barlow. Okay. Don't matter when I, I talk to him, he just makes me laugh. Um, he has me like belly laughs. He, he, he literally gives me a headache when I laugh so much. And it doesn't matter what you say, he's always got something funny to say back to you. Yeah. So even if you have like a sensible conversation, it will turn into something really silly. <laughs> um, and my son, Charlie, oh, he makes me die. We went out last night and just, just playing snooker and just something really silly, but he's, he thinks he's Ronnie O'Sullivan. Right, okay. <laughs> and we played five games, I think he lost all five, you know. <laughs> So he doesn't think he is now, or uh, <laughs> I don't know if he thinks he is or not. But he just, you know, he's just got a sense of humour that's, you know, brilliant. Well, it's great, but you know, it's a, you know, father son, that's brilliant. That's, that's lovely. Yeah, it's good to get on to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's lovely. Yeah. Um, when did you last cry? Probably talking to Joe Barlow uh, earlier this week. You know, literally just talking to him, and he made me laugh. <laughs> so much I cried. Um, but crying wise, I don't cry very often. No. Um, I can't think of the last time. That's I'm honest. Okay. Some people do, some people do. Yeah, some things. people show their emotions a lot, but I, I, I don't. But. No. Okay. Um, and what do you consider your greatest achievement in life to be? Um, having two boys. Okay. Um, we were told 
in our early, early stage, we couldn't have kids. Um, and then one popped out, and then we carried on all business as you do, yeah. and then another one popped out 10 years later. So that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, so that's my biggest achievement, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Possibly. Um, do you have a biggest regret? Um, probably not joining F1s early enough. Okay. Um, because it's been, it's, a, it's been a great sport um, from when I, when I started to, to now. We've had a bit of a break, but I wish I'd started earlier. You know, when you think about people like what Frank and Raymond's done, and like Tom and Dan, and, and you know, all the other like John Lund, what they've done, and the Smiths. Yeah. I just wish I was part of that yeah. that era to sort of say that like, I won the British, I won the European, I won the world. Yeah. You know, say four or five years ago, but maybe that would have happened, but yeah. we'll never know. That's, that's a bit of a regret. Yeah, at least you would, have, you would have raced and tried, I guess. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, can you describe yourself in three words? Tall, funny, and caring. Yeah, that's come across, I think. Uh, yeah, I'll agree yeah. with that. Uh, but just before we finish, I'm going to do a quick fire round. Okay. Uh, sun or snow? Sun. Coffee or tea? Tea. Shell or tarmac? Shell. Smart or casual? The casual. Brown sauce or smart or ketchup? Brown sauce. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Uh, Andy Smith or Rob Speed? Andy Speed. <laughs> <laughs> leave or remain? Um, leave. Mick, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much. No problem at all. Thank you. Thank you.